Hey, bays! I have something really, really exciting to share with you all today. So in celebration of a little juju podcast, new season and relaunch, we're having our first ever live show and little reception in my hometown of Baltimore, Maryland. This event takes place July 7th, 2022 at the Parkway Theater right here in Baltimore. Doors will open at 6.30 p.m. and the show starts at 7. And this also happens to be right before my birthday. So you already know what time it is and how we're coming. We're celebrating together. Please come and join us. We'll have drinks, music, and a live taping of the podcast. And of course, me. I can't wait to see you all there. Please wear your mask that is mandatory for entrance into the parkway and a negative PCR test or proof of COVID vaccination. Can't wait to see you on July 7th. And remember, all you need is a little juju. Later. Our ancestors, what they feel about social media, they probably feel how, if your grandparents are alive and older, how they feel about it. Like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) like we get it but child we ain't have all that hello hello everyone welcome 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 to a little juju podcast the womanist witchy insight podcast diving deep into black pop culture the black healing journey and the ancestral spiritual systems that can help get us free all you need is a little juju a little juju a little juju this is the hashtag Black Ass Spirituality Show, and I'm your host, Juju Bay, a psychic, a hoodoo, an Orisha devotee, and most importantly, a bad bitch witch. But that ain't even my thing. I just stay at the crossroads, pray. I just pour a little honey from my bay to make a So I hope y'all are doing well. I be praying for y'all. I be praying for my listeners. I be praying for people who wish me well. So I hope y'all well. I hope y'all feel my prayers because I've been thinking about you. Um, I've been feeling okay. It feels good outside. It's nice and warm and comforting. The sun feels good. So I've been spending some time with her and in my garden, working with nature. The herbs and the plants have been helping me ground and feel whole and like I'm actually learning something from I learn a lot from my plants so that's been pretty healing and bringing me peace just like trying to find my own balance of keeping myself occupied because you know things are still a little messy outside and not even just like still being in the midst of a pandemic for multiple years at this point but just like in general, sometimes the energy outside is messy. Like there's a lot of violence outside. Like, so trying to find like my own peace with being alone and like being in my home and then balancing that time with, with friends and family. And I think with being at home and having been at home for multiple years, more than usual at this point that I've been more connected to social media and connected to just tech technology, like on the phone, on the laptop, 
obviously emailing and working, but also like trying to keep abreast of everything, trying to be on TikTok. Like I'll be having my little TikToks every now and again, still trying to get into it, but finding myself like scrolling on TikTok for hours. And I'm like, oh, it was just five. How was it? Hey, <laughs> like when, when did that happen? So, you know, I, I think that balance is, has been interesting in navigating my space and like my digital footprint. I I feel like I'm just kind of like reconsidering my relationship to social media and the relationship that we all have to our devices. And I think that technology overall, it's fine. I think that it's, it's neither good nor bad. It's just a thing that we have. And it's how, on the positive, it's a way that I'm able to connect with you all. Like I wouldn't even have a platform if it was not for technology I wouldn't have a podcast podcast is literally like me talking through some tech so I'm so grateful for technology and how it's brought us together and how we're able to learn so much from each other and really tapping into an energy and a force and a collective energy that we wouldn't be able to without our phones and without our laptops it's just it can be a lot you know the other day I was tagged in this TikTok. Well, actually I was not tagged. I wasn't named in it, but like my image was used in the TikTok and it was talking about the different type of weird black girls that exist. And not me being number one, I was number one on the list. And the description was this, this kind of weird black girl is like the spiritual black girl. And, you know, she could be more socially acceptable but she's not because she talks about like the weird stuff, but she's pretty and well liked. <laughs> oh yeah, it was it was the spiritual hottie. Oops, oh, different types of weird black girls. Okay, so first up you have the spiritual hottie. So everybody is in love with her and she could very much easily just give into like pretty privilege and be more socially acceptable, but she don't like that. She's always talking about astrology, spirituality, all that. And she's generally well-received. I feel like this is a creator on here. The next up, you have the alt-black girl. I was referred to as the spiritual hottie. I thought it was a key. Some of my listeners and followers, y'all did not think it was a key. And y'all were going in on the girl. I was like, no, it's okay. I think she meant it in jest. But y'all were like, ah, don't be talking about Juju like that. She And I was like, I appreciate y'all. Y'all really ride for me, honestly. My girlfriend be like, Loki, you have a beehive. <laughs> I'm like, it's not like that. She be like, no, it's giving the beehive. But I'm like, no, they just care about me. I care about y'all too. So it was cool, but it, it kind of, those instances, like it reminds me that I'm not in like this insular world with a few people listening to a show or following me, like, Things like that just kind of remind me that my platform keeps growing and that people are like looking at me and like listening to me. I don't know. It's weird because you're like, duh, bitch, you put out a show. <laughs> of course, people are listening to you. But it's almost like I don't realize it. So in, in some ways, I think that social media grounds me, which feels like the opposite of what social media does. But it does ground me. And technology grounds me too. It reminds me of like my place in the world and and how I'm showing up and to be mindful of like what I say and, and what I share because I don't take this place that I'm in for granted. 
and the amount of people that I'm able to reach. Like it really does matter. So in those ways, I think that technology is super beneficial um, and it deepens my connection to you all. And specifically with like the socials, even black TikTok, black Twitter, I've talked about this before. It gives big high John energy. And for those of you who don't know, high John is a spirit. It is an energy of a collective of ancestors. It is a person who embodies the characteristics of a trickster, which is a very common um, character uh, within a lot of West African and African-American lore. So just this like Anansi the spider, if you've heard of those stories with someone who was a, a trickster who was able to get out of difficult situations. Um, Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Bear, really popular in folklore, black folklore, able to like get out of sticky situations by playing jokes and laughing. That's the same energy of High John who was able to like play jokes and trick uh, his slave master and also helped other people on the plantation do that. So that's hi, John. Uh, so that energy of black Twitter of always just like laughing at shit and just being absolutely maybe inappropriate, but also very appropriate. And just like this ability that black people have to just be like making jokes about shit that feels like, how are we even laughing? Like how did hi, John even laugh or feel empowered to make a joke on one of the most traumatic things that happened to a group of people like IE chattel slavery. And yet he did. And it brought joy. So the fact that so many black folks find joy in things that seemingly shouldn't have it, is like black Twitter to me and like black TikTok. And so I think that in a lot of ways, social media encompasses this long lineage of the trickster that we've always had. So when I engage with it as like, this is just some funny shit, this is just that funny energy, I don't get so consumed and I'm able to like kind of let things roll off my back because that's what it is. You're supposed to let the trickster roll off your back. You're not supposed to get caught up in a Nazi's web. It's just like when you worry about it too much, you get too stressed about it. That's when you start to tangle yourself up. So you don't let a Nazi tangle you in the web. You just kind of see it for what it is and you go ahead. That's how we need to be looking at the socials. Otherwise, it gets wild. Also, um, if you are an Orisha devotee or practitioner or a priest, or you are interested in the Orisha, which are divine forces of energy and nature, Ogun is a very popular Orisha, and we love Ogun in this house, Ogun gang, Mariwo. Ogun is the Orisha of war, the Orisha of metals and iron. Ogun is a fighter. Ogun will chop your head off and then ask questions about it later. There's not a lot of going back and forth with Ogun trying to, you know, Ogun's just going to do what he got to do to get the shit done. If you're in the way, you're in the way. Ogun takes no prisoners. Um, but Ogun also makes the path accessible for other people. They say like when the world was created and all the Orisha came um, to earth, there was a bunch of shrubbery. There was just like, obviously there's no buildings. There's no, there's no nothing. Like there's just a bunch of plants and they're like, okay, we got to get through. We got to create things, but there's no room. There's no space. And Ogun just got a machete and started chopping down all the trees. Like just completely cleared the path so that the Orisha could walk through and that things could get done. You know, Ogun wasn't sitting there talking about it. It was like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Ogun like, excuse me, chop, 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 chop. So, on top of all of these things, Ogun is the Orisha of technology. 
um, when we think about the energy of technology from an Orisha perspective, Ogun would be the Orisha that is over tech. So in that way too, I'm super appreciative of technology because one, I love Ogun and technology makes things accessible to multiple people just as Ogun did and Ogun does for us. So that's why I don't like to look at this from a, like a, a a binary standpoint of tech is good or tech is bad. It just is and it takes no prisoners <laughs> just like Ogun. So as we get deeper into 21st century, we recognize, I recognize that technology ain't going nowhere. And a lot of times I do miss the days where I wasn't so attached to my phone. Like I really, really miss those days. I miss when I could read a book and not have a million things going on in my head and tweets popping up and TikTok sounds like it's just completely infiltrated what I used to love. And I used to be able to get through like hella books, like multiple books a day. I, I can barely get through a book a month, barely get through a book a month. And so it's like finding the balance of how I can feel, you know, analog girl in a digital world. Um, so some of the things that have been troubling me when it comes to the socials is like the fake Instagram pages of me. And I have so many scam pages. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably have had a scam page, not just follow you, but also DM you. And I feel like I have a new scam page every week. And it's different people. It's not the same person because the cash apps are always different. And I feel it's so hard. I can only say it, but so many times, like, don't do that. I don't DM for readings. I don't get money from readings through cash app. I would never DM you saying that the spirits have a message for you, but they still get so many people. And the fact that people are stealing like my identity, like my digital identity to to scam folks who are interested in my content for whatever reason, maybe they like my clothes or they're actually interested in the things that I talk about. It makes me feel really bad and I feel guilty. Like I really be holding on to a lot of guilt when y'all get scammed. I do. And I'm just like, you gave them $50? You did what? Like, oh, I really thought it was you. And I'm like, one, again, it reminds me of the I don't know it 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 reminds me of like how people see me that you would give a page thinking that it was me like a hundred dollars for just like a little message that they'll say it's a very generic message but then again like it also just makes me feel really bad <laughs> it makes me feel really bad so remember i've said this before no spiritual practitioner should be in your dms telling you they have a message asking for money from you that is completely wrong i believe it is against moral code no priests no priestesses no babalaos no juju is not going to be in your dms doing that that's not okay also, let me add, because if you're on my Patreon, mm -mm -mm, I did a Patreon exclusive interview with London 
bridges and she was talking about how some of these scam pages that are growing, we don't know who they are. Sometimes they're just like, I'm about to say regular scammers, like, you know, regular scammers just trying to make a couple of dollars, but sometimes they're actually people that are really dangerous. And she's had experiences with that as someone who experienced trafficking, she was trafficked. So it's not just about like little regular scammers. We don't know who is behind these pages and what their intention is. So we have to be so, 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 so careful when we interact with people digitally um, because people who are wanting healing, scammers see us as so good to prey on because we're so desperate for our healing. We're so ready to just get some new information that we almost sometimes do anything to get it. So we have to be super careful. Also, socials, being racially traumatized repeatedly. I saw something on Twitter the other day that I did not sign up to see. Don't even want to talk about it because it was so traumatic and it just kind of has been replaying in my head. And I know we've experienced this. We experience this constantly. And so having to like filter our timelines. Now, Instagram and Twitter be showing you shit from people you don't even follow anymore. So it's like, how do I filter things? I don't even follow these people. (laughs) It just pops up. So I know there's a whole um, Netflix documentary about how the creators of social media basically want us to become addicted to it. And they put things there so that even when we want to get off, we find it difficult for us to get off of social media. Like that's very intentional. It's not because we're so weak or we just are just so addicted. We can't help ourselves. It is intended for you to feel that way, finding yourself scrolling constantly. So we have to be careful of that because that's the intention. Third, I learned of this term recently. It's called parasocial relationships. And it's defined as a one-sided relationship. It's where one person extends emotional energy, interest, and time, while the other party, aka like the persona, is unaware of the other person's existence or other people's existence. So parasocial relationships are most common with celebrities or like sports teams, stars, influencers. Uh, For example, so I love, I love rapper Baby Mamas. I don't know why, like (laughs) just really love rapper baby mama content. So for example, Jada Wada, who is Lil Baby's baby mama, that's my bitch. Like I just, I just love her. I love her clothes. I love her content. I love her TikToks. I love her son, Loyal. Like that's feels like that's my nephew. Like it's just a whole, I want to be Jada Wada. Now, I also recognize that people have, those kinds of relationships with me. Like Jada has no idea who I am. Wouldn't know me from a can of paint. Probably ain't never heard of a Juju, a Juju Bay. But I just love her. And I know that there are so many people who appreciate my work and follow me and listen to my voice regularly. And I don't know them or I've never seen them or I probably walk past a bunch of people all the time who are like, I know your work. Or they'll come up to me and be like, oh my God, I love your podcast. I'm like, hey, oh my gosh. Or they're like, I've emailed you before. Or you gave me a reading sometimes. And I'd be like, Chaha, I've read (laughs) so many people. It's hard for me to even remember who I'm reading because I've just read so, so hundreds and hundreds of of different people from all over. So that's like this other dynamic of how celebrity culture plays a role in in the spirit of social media and and again how it affects me and in some ways 
has traumatized me. Um, I never really talked about this on the podcast because I was trying to figure out how I wanted to and if I wanted to because it was literally so stressful. But I think I'm like at a place where I can talk to y'all. So this might have been going into 2021 or like mid-2021. I actually don't remember because sometimes trauma, you don't, whatever. And someone on YouTube and on Facebook was basically making videos about me, about a ton of people. Um, But I would come up often in the videos as well. And this person who I don't know from a can of paint was basically saying that I was involved in a trafficking ring, that like I was trafficking people. And it was so bizarre. Like it just, no truth, no, obviously no receipts, but just had a whole narrative about how I was involved in this thing that I very clearly was not involved in. Even though it didn't make any sense and it didn't, it wasn't something that like ruined me publicly. It ruined me personally. Like it really, 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 really did. And like, this is something that I'm still working through in therapy. Like I think around the time when that happened, my podcast shifted, the energy shifted and I can tell the shifted. I don't know if the listeners can tell, but there was a point where I started sharing less I started talking about my life less. I started posting my thoughts about certain ideas less. I started tweeting less. I took more social media breaks. Like I had to really create a boundary because I was so traumatized by social media. And I guess in this case, a parasocial relationship of someone that I've never interacted with, I didn't know. This was someone, an older person I don't even know how I came up, but created all of this thing about me. And I sometimes I feel like this is how celebrities feel when they'll be like, I have examples of why this person is in the Illuminati. And then they like pull all these random facts and then they connect them to things. And they're like, wait, what? That's how I felt. And it was so, 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 so hurtful. So it it still has such a really strong effect on me. And I think I'm constantly afraid of the next time something like that happens. Because when I would talk to my friends or even sometimes my therapist, they're like, okay, like we'll talk through it. We'll let you be upset, blah, blah, blah. And let's prepare for things like that to happen again. And I think that's the part that really fucks me up about this whole, this work. Um, because... It's not like it's a one-time thing and nothing like that has ever happened again. But I can't be so ignorant enough to think that the more that I just exist, the more that I put myself out there, the more that I share my words, that it couldn't happen again. And y'all, yeah, it definitely fucked me up. (laughs) So it's, it's something that I'm still trying to move through. And my ancestors really, really supported me through this and my my spirits and, and godparents as well really supported me through that and continue to support me through things like that. I feel like 
our ancestors, what they feel about social media, they probably feel how if your grandparents are alive and older, how they feel about it. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, we get it, but child, we ain't have all that. So in some ways, I think that they're like, okay, ancestors like, yeah, this is cool. We didn't have that. That would have been nice to be able to text someone. And then I also think because they're in another realm kind of looking down and able to see, they're like, wow, this has created a lot of mess. <laughs> like the technology, the social media specifically itself seems to create a lot of unnecessary mess. And there's already enough mess. And then with the amplified voices, the amplified energy, the amplified spirit of complaint and trauma specifically that happens on Twitter. I always say the spirit of Twitter ain't right. I like Twitter, but the spirit of Twitter ain't right. I don't know what it is. The spirit of Twitter is not right. And so when we have these like social media imprints that carry a certain energy and spirit, we we have to interact with that so often. And I, I just feel like, I feel like at least my ancestors are like, child, that we would opt out. I feel like they would have, they would have opted out. I think in some ways they do understand though. Like they, because we can teach them. We They know that we have phones. And it's funny because at one point they don't do this so much anymore. When my ancestors used to communicate with me, it would show up in my dreams as texts. Like it, it would kind of come up as like word bubbles. And so I'll be thinking like, what ancestor is texting me? Like who taught y'all how to text? Why are y'all talking to me that way? But they recognize that our brains sometimes read as like short messages and bubbles, blue bubbles. They they come up as like little phrases and that's how my ancestors would talk to me, like texting. <laughs> so, And I've heard, I've told this story before and I've had other people who are dreamers be like, yeah, I've had dreams from my spirits that come up just like text, text bubbles. I think that's such an interesting phenomenon. Like the way that our spirits show up is shifting because of how technology is shifting and how communication is shifting that our ancestors almost have to keep up with the times in order to get information to us because the ways that we receive information has changed. That's kind of wild. That's kind of wild. It's cool, but I also want to be able to connect with my ancestors outside of them having to put blue bubbles in my head. Like, I want y'all to show up too. I want to see you. I want to be able to recognize my gifts of scent. I have a spiritual gift of scent, like smelling spirits around me and feeling and claircognizance, the, the knowing. I, I want to make sure that those gifts aren't being super impacted because of how often I'm engaging with, you know, quote unquote, the media, whether social media or just all you need is a little juju media in general. And I know that they've been like, if you feel shitty on Twitter, why the hell you be on Twitter so much? Like, Don't be on there. Get off. Pay attention to how you feel when you're on the apps or when you're even watching TV. Does this make me feel good? Do I feel positive about myself? 
Cause you know, the comparison be getting really serious on socials and everybody got this and that. And you like, well, I ain't got that. Well, how come they got this brand deal? I didn't get the brand deal. Like, I think the, the media, social media is really good at saying successful means luxury trips and designer bags and lace fronts. There's such an expansive world and yet we see such a small part of it on the socials and it's very curated and it's not really real and it's filters. And really, I feel like it's a slight to the expansiveness of technology, the power that technology has to connect us, to build community, to engage with cultures and people that we're less familiar with or new ideas. And yet we see like a dot of that. You know what I mean? Like it's so big and so expansive and really how we engage with social media is actually very limiting and small. I definitely think we can be online too much. I think that I can be online too much. And I, I, I do think that it could stunt our spiritual growth, but it's not just because it's online. I think doing too much of anything can stunt your growth. But today we talk about being online and tech. That's why I'm talking about this. I think the the biggest technology that we really have access to is nature. Like nature is the original technology. Nature does what it does. It operates. It makes a way for things to grow. It changes on its own. Like when the land is dry, it'll rain. When things need more sun, the sun will be out. When it gets too hot, the clouds, like it it just moves on its own. So I think when engaging with technology, the the best one to consider is nature engaging with the natural world the animals plants going outside dirt all of that is is technology and really this podcast is about black technologies the technologies of how our ancestors were able to survive hundreds of thousands of years until this point. That is because of technology. That is because of their sciences. We have divination, for example, something I talk about here a lot, which is a systematic way to commune with the dead that people still do, people that have always done. Divination is old as time. It is old as time. Divination is pre-Bible, but you can find example of divination in the Bible, like casting lots. But at least from an African indigenous standpoint, even just getting into the Orisha tradition, which is one that I follow, the ways that we interpret and the Babalaos and the Iyanifas, aka the priest, basically the high priest of the tradition, interpret the way that the shells fall, the way that the opuele fall, the ways that the bones that may be thrown in hoodoo, et cetera, 
it's based on math. It's based on science. It's based on probability. This ain't some shit that came from a computer. Like it came from the Lord's computer. Okay. Like this is this, that is the tech. And so I'm saying all this to say, yes, computers, yes, media. Yes, yes, yes. That's good. That's an advancement of what we already know. The computers are like based on like the binarial codes. That is also how divination in the Orisha tradition is understood based on those same exact codes. I'm about to be in my hotel bag, y'all, but it's so true. So as we engage with the socials and the media, which is just a, an evolution of things that our ancestors have already been doing and built, we can't forget the natural and indigenous form of technology that we all have access to, which is nature, uh, which is learning how to divine using nature and bones and stones and shells and coconuts and the codes that sort of are embedded in these traditions. So technology is is really ours. Like it, it's, it's not just about what people tell you is real science and real math and real tech and, you know, white guys and wherever that place is in California where all the tech people are and they have a bunch of money and shit. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So, silicone. Yeah, sil- sil- Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley. Yes, that is that's that's a form of tech, but we have this form of tech that is in our bones and in our blood. And as we engage with the natural world and finding that balance between media tech and natural world tech, I think it'll help us feel less alone because even though we have access to all these millions and billions of things, via online, I think sometimes it increases our loneliness. It increases our feelings of anxiety or, or depression or wanting to isolate because it's not a it's not a balance or there's not harmony with how we're engaging with the world around us and the world that's like at our fingertips. Even sometimes having access to everything makes you feel sometimes it can make you feel like you have access to nothing because it's just too much it's too much of a too much of a good thing or just too much of a thing like being overwhelmed like a candy candy store like you there oh my god I can look this up I can da, 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 da. but then I've eaten all this candy and now I'm sick you know so that's how I, I think about our finding a good a harmonious relationship in engaging with the technological world is not eating too much candy so that we feel sick but enough that like it's sweet and enjoyable but it's still okay like we still feel okay all you need is a little juju all you need is a little juju a little juju a little juju so you may be wondering okay i want to deepen my relationship and connection to the natural world i think there's a lot of ways to do this i was on um i was on your spiritual mermaids live this morning and she was talking about literally going out into nature, but not bringing your phone or not bringing any technology with you. And if that's something accessible that you can do, I recommend that. I was like, oh, that's such a, that sounds so simple and basic. But for me, it was novel because even when I am gardening or even when I like go walk in the park, like I live close to a park, sometimes I'd be walking in the park on Instagram. Like, and it feel like it defeats 
the purpose of me actually being outdoors and engaging with nature, because I'm really not. I mean, I'm there, but I'm not there. I'm in it, but I'm not really in it. So I'm encouraging you to be in it. If you want to like be outside and enjoy nature, like be in nature, don't be there on Instagram. And I know we like to take pictures. Listen, I be in the garden. I be taking pictures of the flowers. I be taking pictures of the okra. I be taking pictures of my green beans came out. I'm taking, okay, that's cool. But then I need to put my phone back and actually see what the plant is saying to me, which gets me to another point. Listen to plants, listen to weeds and not, I know it can sound a little woo-woo. You're like, girl, the plants ain't talking. They do talk. Not how we're used to talking. They don't talk like humans because they're not. But the ways that they wilt, the ways that they, the colors that they turn communicates a message. What can you learn from that message? If your leaves turn brown, what does that mean? Is it getting too much sun? Are you underwatering could you be overwatering i encourage people to just really like learn from plant matter plants are like the oldest living quote unquote like beings like plants are older than humans the story of the world being created ogun was taking a machete and sifting through plant matter this is the beginning of the world when we engage with things that are are old They have a lot of old wisdom for us. So like, look and see what grows around you. What weeds grow on the side of your house? I know we're like, oh, we hate weeds. But in my viewpoint, I think that weeds can be a form of medicine. And many times the earth knows what it needs or what we need. So if you pay attention to what kind of herbs and roots and quote unquote weeds are growing by, you can see like, oh, this is an anti-inflammatory. And I live in a place where people are struggling with this. I I know that. Or there's something that grows in Baltimore and in a lot of cities, but they're just seen as weeds. So people like kill them or take it out. And it's actually good for when you look it up, like anxiety and depression and healing from trauma. And it's like, so why is this weed growing in abundance in a place like Baltimore that is dealing with so much depression and anxiety and trauma, right? So like no one's planting it, it's just there. So mugwort, mugwort grows all over Baltimore County, all over Baltimore City. And it helps with the, it's a healing herb. So yes, if you in Baltimore, see some mugwort, especially at, um, it's a lot at Drew Hill Park. So you can see my word at you help out. Finding and connecting yourself to those natural teachers is a, is a way to, to help yourself balance and find a harmonious relationship and connect to the natural world. And then the last thing I will say is water. Water, water, water. I love water. When I'm not by water, after a few months, I feel stressed out. I don't even feel like I'm myself. Like I need to get by bodies of water. I need to swim or like sit by a beach. And I know that's not easy for everybody. It's really actually not that easy for me because I don't live. Eh, I live by water, but child, the bay is not giving. <laughs> but even if I'm just like, I'm able to be close to it. I, I say that we really, really, we all need water. Water no gets enemy washing yourself in the water, even showering. 
spiritual baths are a form of like cleansing ourselves spiritually as we do physically. But someone, I can't remember who it was and I'm so sorry, I wish I did. They were talking about even just like being in the shower and like just being present in the shower. Sometimes we take showers so fast or we're listening to podcasts or we're listening to music. And sometimes actually if we just paused everything and like just paid attention and sat with ourselves and our thoughts while we're in the water, things be coming up. Like the water be talking too. The shower water be talking. You don't just got to take a spiritual bath or go in the the waters of the Mississippi Delta or the Atlantic. Like you can actually gain that information from your own bath. So remember y'all, know yourselves, know your own personal relationship to media. Pay attention to how you feel when you're dealing with social media when you're dealing with technology your computers and and be sure that it feels fulfilling to you and not draining and when it is feeling draining listen to that message and take the time that you need away you can always delete apps you can always delete accounts you can take a break you can create another account where you are following less people or have less followers get your fence to pop in whatever that you need to do we all are going to have different relationships to social media. Some of us are on it more because child, we got to pay the bills, honey. So I got to be on there a little bit more. But whatever your relationship is to it, just make sure that it's harmonious for you and that you're engaging with the natural world a, a bit more for yourself. It's for you. We have this technology. We can use it to our benefit. We can use it to share this message. We, I use it to share the good juju gospel. Um, and so use it to share whatever your message is too. Our producers are Kenya Denise and Alexandra De Palma. A Little Juju is produced by Domino Sound. So big, big shout out to my newest patron. Shout out to Harmony. Thank you so much for being a patron. Shout out to Geneva Fowler and shout out to Tree. D. Thank you all so, so much for supporting this work, supporting me and becoming a patron of a little juju podcast. I am sharing the energy of abundance and wealth and prosperity with all of you as you are sharing it with me. May you have the resources to do what it is that you want, the things that you need. I pray that you have the monetary support to achieve all of your dreams as, as I am because of you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So if you'd like to support me in this mission and get some extra special content from me, please join us over on Patreon because anything helps truly. I appreciate all of you. And plus, if you join Patreon, you can send me monthly voicemail. You get access to our monthly readings. we got a whole lot of stuff going on in there. So if you're interested, head on over to the Patreon. That is patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Bay. See you there. And remember, if you'd like to keep up with today's conversation, hashtag a little juju podcast or ALJ pod on social media. And you can follow the podcast page at a little juju podcast on IG. And if you'd like to bring me, Juju Bay, to your school or org to speak, teach, or do a workshop about hashtag Belek as spirituality and ancestral religions and systems, you can hit me up on my website, jujubay.com, or reach out to me via email, juju at itsjujubae.com.
I'm so, so, so grateful for my social media community. So thank you all so much for listening. And I'm praying for y'all. Please keep me in your prayers. And I'll see you next week. And remember, all you need is a little juju. Radio. Protected in my truth, I'm grounded in my roots, in my roots now. And I believe you think this is a flu, this ain't a flu. But there's something about you, make me see the proof. I know you're thirsty cause you're feeling for my juice. But you got it too, you got it too, yes you do. And all you need is a little juju. I got libations and calories that owe me too too. Intention is power and that's the hoodoo. That's the voodoo, that's the true you, that's the true you. Your intention is power and that's the hoodoo, that's the voodoo, that's the true you, that's the true you, and all you need is a little juju.